The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The Word of God we want to consider today is our epistle reading for this past Sunday, which was our Reformation Sunday. As I'm recording this, it's Reformation Day still, October 31st. But our epistle reading for Reformation Sunday was Romans chapter 3, verses 19 to 28, where Paul writes, Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in his sight by observing the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of sin. But now a righteousness from God, apart from law, has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood. He did this to demonstrate his justice because in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his justice at the present time, so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. Where then is boasting, it is excluded. On what principle? On that of observing the law? No, but on that of faith. For we maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from observing the law. My dear friends in Christ, I've heard of people at different times who praise their pastors because they pointed out the sins of others or that's what the people heard. And perhaps the people are saying, Pastor, it's really great the way you preached the law and showed those people their sins. How you showed those murderers, those adulterers, those thieves, those homosexuals, that they're guilty of sins against God. And now such a person who would say something like that is actually sounding a little bit like the Pharisee in Jesus' parable. And remember that Pharisee in Jesus' parable, he said, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even this tax collector. When we hear the law being proclaimed, we need to understand that each and every one of us is a sinner. It's not just pointing to other people. I am a sinner. You are a sinner. Paul says, there is no difference for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Paul says, therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by observing the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of sin. Since we're sinners, we shouldn't look at other people and then start thinking that 
we're better than they are? When the scribes and the Pharisees on one occasion brought this adulterous woman to Jesus and they were looking for Jesus to outright condemn her. But what Jesus said to the scribes and Pharisees on that occasion is this, he said, let him who is without sin cast the first stone. The Jewish leaders, the scribes and the Pharisees in their accusations against that adulterous woman, they were correct. And she did need to be corrected by someone. Our God does want us to correct our fellow believers when they would fall into sin. He wants us in love to deal with them and to help them, to lead them to repentance. Our God does want us to do that, but he doesn't want us, if we're needing to correct someone else, God doesn't want us to look at ourselves and think of ourselves as being better than those people that we're correcting. Our God does want us to help out those fellow Christians who would fall in. And of course, there'd be times when we'd fall too and we'd need help. We'd need somebody to correct us. But Jesus' point with that sinful woman, that adulterous woman, is that she kind of didn't need to be corrected by those sinners who thought they were sinless and better than everyone else. It's not our job to look down on others and think of ourselves as better than others. We have our own sins, and because of our own sins, we should know what we deserve. I deserve eternal punishment. You deserve eternal punishment. Paul said the wages of sin is death, both physical and spiritual, eternal death. And the law's real purpose, remember that, that that real purpose of the law is to show us our sins. The law's real purpose is not being accomplished when people would get a false sense of security and think that, hey, I'm doing what I need to be doing. Then the law's purpose is not being accomplished if a person thinks that somehow or other he's good enough on the basis of the law to get to heaven. The real purpose of the law, again, is to show us our sin. To show us our sins. So when the law's real purpose is being accomplished and we see our sins, then let's thank our gracious God for sending us Jesus who is the answer to the problem of our sins, not our attempts to keep the law. Of course, we want to do the best we can of keeping the law, but by keeping the law, we don't save ourselves. That's what Jesus did for us. Again, the law's real purpose to show us our sinfulness, to show me my sinfulness. God's law does have other purposes that we want to think about briefly. We, we think about God's law as serving as a mirror, a curb, and a guide. 
God's law, it does serve as a curb to help deal with the coarse outbreaks of sin that are in the world. The fact that God's law is there and the fact that everyone has a conscience and that conscience is supposed to give us this, these guidelines on what God does say is wrong. And now the fact that that law is there, it should curb the coarse outbreaks of sin in our world. But, but the fact of the matter is, is that our consciences can be weak and they can be hardened and they can be mistaken. And so it doesn't get rid of all of the sin in the world. It can't do that. The law can't do that. And then for us as Christians, the law does have a third purpose, and that is as a guide. It gives us guidelines on how God wants us to live. And, and those guidelines being there, as believing children of God, we're going to want to follow those guidelines and strive to follow God's will. Follow God's will, but always remembering that our attempts to follow God's will, they aren't earning us heaven. They can't earn us heaven because we'd have to keep the law perfectly in order to do that. Well, with God's help, we'll want to work at keeping that law. We'll want to do that. But again, the law's real purpose, to show us our sin, well, to curb those coarse outbreaks of sin in the world, and then to serve as a guideline for us as believing children of God on how we'll want to live as children of God. But it never tells us that we can earn heaven by keeping the law. It's the gospel's job to show us Jesus, the Savior, and the way to heaven, and how thankful we have to be that the gospel has shown us that that it's shown us that Jesus lived and died for us, paid for all of our sins and won for us heaven. That's the gospel's job. The law's real purpose can't give us heaven. That's the gospel's job. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, the law is a scary message. The law's real purpose is to show us our sin and what we deserve because of our sin. It silences us and our thought to say we can earn heaven. But the gospel, it cheers us when it tells us that Jesus lives, lived and died for us to pay for our sins and he, that he rose from the dead to, to prove for us that Christ won heaven for us. The law silences us, but the gospel moves us to say, Thank you, God, for giving us a Savior who did for us what we couldn't do. He earned heaven for us. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, we pray in your name. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.